Welcome to Channel 33, Minnesota's local C-SPAN station. We now take you to St. Paul City Council, where Dr. Bill McGuire, owner of Minnesota United FC, is presenting his vision for a Minnesota United FC stadium. And on this slide, you'll see the MLS stadiums built in the last five years. Fairly pedestrian to look at. I'm not a fan of Avaya Stadium in San Jose or Maffrey in Columbus. We'll build up instead of out to be space efficient, too. I think a bowl look is going to be our best bet. We're looking to build an aesthetically marvelous soccer cathedral. But I'll tell you, $120 million won't build what we want. What we want is a hologram of Alan Willie running the ball to midfield before every game. We want a way for fans to walk without being out in the cold. But not skyways, which are the work of the fucking devil, so I'll leave those for the bloody cosmos. Yeah, see? Maybe a pair of moon boots for every fan to borrow for the game. A zero-gravity training facility for our keepers to practice in. And maybe, just maybe, a statue of Zlatan Ibrahimovic, whether he plays here or not. Now, did anybody bring their checkbooks with them today? Hello NASL sports fans and welcome to Duff Gost. If you're a fan of MLS, NPSL, NWSL, USL, La Liga, EPL, whatever, you're not welcome to this show. This is NASL only. My name is Notch for two United fans. And I'm Jeff. And get ready for some sporty fun. It's episode 41. Nice. Thank you. I like that. I was panicking because I didn't do an intro for 40. Yeah. With well, Brian. You were supposed to. You came yeah, up with a good one. Too. Yeah. What was it? Uh, Turn it up, shawty. It's episode 40. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was pretty great. That's so, pretty great. So Almost men- as, mentally as... copy-paste that listener before the Brian. And if you haven't listened to it yet, check out our interview with Brian Coleman. Yeah. We had over an hour. It was awesome. Dude's great. Probably our best episode to date. I think so. Yeah. I would say so. And it's all because like Brian decided to take time out to actually come and hang out with two losers. So You know, you know why it was our best episodes? Because three-fourths of the episode is him talking and not us. Exactly. So, Precisely. Yeah. Maybe we just do that from now on. We just record like a bunch of conversations that I had in the Minnesota United locker room. Uh, and uh, we don't say anything. Like some, some hidden microphone. Right, right. Let's, let's bug the locker room. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah, I'm Let's sure they'll really love us after that. Hey, uh, we also recorded our sketch in one take this time, man. That's pretty good. One take. Yeah. One Although take. you had one take. I had like eight. You had eight takes. I think my favorite was uh, Minnesota United team doctor Bill McGuire. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's a good one. Watch but out, Yoshi. We got, we got a lot of news today, and we're definitely not going to be quick. You can't even This time you didn't even joke about us having a quick podcast. I didn't, but you did. I think you're like, yeah, it's just a couple of players, and then every team signed five guys. Seriously. Burgers and fries. Yeah. Yeah. And, and free peanuts, too. Oh, great. Yeah. Good. By the way, Peter Wilt. Peter Wilt, who moved Speaking from Speaking of 11. peanuts. Right. <laughs> I don't think there's a relation. It's here. a term of endearment. I don't know. Peter Wilt. Okay. okay. Peanut. P- P- Peter Peanut Wilt uh, <laughs> <laughs> recently moved from Indianapolis to, to Chicago uh, to work on the Chicago NASL team and tweeted, actually, that uh, they had an event or some sort of meeting to discuss the their website launch event. So we might see a... Chicago NASL website soon. What do you do at a launch event for a website? Is it just like, all right, everyone pull out your tablets and 
go. And then it just shows up and everyone's like silently reading and just like, huh. Hmm, hmm, oh. And then you're waiting for them to find the hidden GIF. And so you're like eagerly watching them all looking for them to laugh like they're watching a, your favorite YouTube video. I'm pretty sure they give out like ceremonial scarves on that day. And then there's like a bunch of like Chicago NASL fans singing songs afterwards and like matching T-shirts with the NASL logo on them. All right. Yeah, yeah. Although the team logo is conspicuously absent from this announcement. Interesting. Maybe they'll get like it on a CD like AOL used to have, and they can push <laughs> it in, and they'll get a scarf printed out. The Jacksonville Armada. D, do you say D Jacksonville Armada, or do you say Jacksonville Armada? Their announcer said D Jacksonville Armada. I feel like if it's the beginning of the sentence, you can get away with it, but... Okay, I'm I just gonna call get away Jacksonville with it. Armada. The Jacksonville Armada will play a preseason tournament with Miami FC and USL's Tulsa Roughnecks and the Charlotte Independents. Yay! Woo! They also they also beat the Union second straight year. Yeah, yeah, they played a rain game and uh, Charles Elondu scored a goal. He's a Cameroonian 21 year old forward. He actually played for Colorado last year. Oh, and the year before. Yeah, there'd been some sort of ordeal in 2013. He'd already gotten a cap with the the main team uh-huh. in Cameroon. And uh, it was the only cap that he's gotten to this day, actually, with the team. So he was kind of sought after by MLS. He was like 19 years old. And uh, RSL, and I think it was DCU, passed on him. Had the chance to get him first, and then uh, uh, Colorado swooped. Okay, and Armada have him on trial now. Yeah. So, it, I mean, that'd be fun. He's pretty fast. He's raw, but he's 21. So well, Let's see if he keeps signing. No word on if the Union were spanked after that game. Miami FC, they beat Miami United 2-0. Adrian Eno was not present. Uh, you could probably find him at the local um, Five Guys Burger. And fries. Along with the Five Guys at Miami FC sign that we'll talk about later. The goals were scored by... By the way, this makes me irrationally upset to see these names together. Roberto Altiero and Robert Baggio Cachira. First of all, R- Roberto Baggio. What? His parents could have named him Roberto Baggio. Like, you know how, like... Th- it just makes me angry. And it did happen. Now he's playing with a Roberto who's on the same score sheet. This is going to upset me every single season. I, Alessandro Nesta, you know, regular Tough Cast listener as you are, yeah. please do not play these guys ever again together because I can't, I can't stand it. My, my sanity demands that you do not. Long Island University. What are they going to do, Jeff? They're going to host the Cosmos for a friendly on Saturday. That's what they're going to do. Nico Cronchar, you think he's going to keep playing with them? <laughs> uh, maybe. I don't know. He's training with them, isn't he? I don't think he's. I think it's just so he can stay fit. But it's the middle of their season, so, so, so you don't you don't you don't buy into like the yeah that's just what they're saying, aren't they? Kind of, uh, kind of as they're going nuts for Nico. I don't yeah I don't buy it. So Samara trained with them last year, and there were like rumors. And Cronchar just yeah. turned up one day and was like randomly in some photographs or something. Anyway, <laughs> he's I believe most recently of Queens Park Rangers. He followed mm-hmm. Ari Redknapp there from wherever he's like followed him about a couple of times. So um, Ari. Ari, yeah, Ari, Go, top Redna. lad, top lad, lad. You know, you know lad. who else the Cosmos are rumored to be going after? Who? El Nino, Fernando Torres. Oh, he's the one responsible for all this wacky weather. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god! When, when he hits the coast, him out? well, well, here's what happens. So he'll be at the, he'll be um, running towards the goal, have a breakaway, really clear shot, and all of a sudden he boots it way over. This is true. He'll boot it way over the goal. It'll leave the stadium. It'll cross the Atlantic and. It picks up speed like an avalanche, mm-hmm. and tidal waves come in, and then it strikes. Right. It's all because he misses penalty kicks, too. Right. As you can imagine, climate change is man-made, and we just solved the problem. And we found the man. Yeah. Someone needs to take this guy out. Yeah. Although, uh, by the way, I'm off to uh, vote Trump in New Hampshire right now. Oh, well, I mean, it's a moot point. He already won, but cool. I, they the, announced it, was it today? with 10% of the polls in. They're like, yeah, Trump won. Who, who does that? Uh, New Hampshire. 
Why? I don't know. Because ten percent of New Hampshire is fifteen people. Probably. Probably. Well, if you like, if ten percent of the population they all live free up. or die. So <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. A bunch of them are just sitting there being like, "This is freedom," or death. Death. Right. Those are your two choices, and they're like, mm, "Freedom today." Right. Yeah. Exactly. So. Well, well, moving along from uh, Fernando Torres causing global warming, uh, Puerto Rico FC they might have their first signing, maybe just maybe kind of rumor. Um, there's there's a Puerto Rico football website that reported on this kid who's 22. He's a midfielder named uh, Joseph Jackie Morero. He played for the Puerto Rico Islanders back in 2012. He went pro with them at 18. And since then, he's, I think, had three seasons with the Kultsu FC in, in Finland and a season with FC Crioles de Caguas in of the, the Puerto Rico Soccer League. And so he's also has, some, as I mentioned, World Cup qualifiers with Puerto Rico as late as June of 2015. Hmm. Okay. So he's still damn young. Yeah. Yeah, and if he's from Puerto Rico, that's cool that they're bringing... I mean, you're seeing that a lot with these expansion sides this year in particular, just bringing players from the area. So mm-hmm. that's really cool to see. And if you wanted to cash in on that Carmelo uh, ownership, he is represented by Michael Jordan's Air Jordan Company. So naturally, you can buy some Puerto Rico FC Jordans. Yeah, Air Jordan 5s. Fives. fives. I expect all of them to play all of their games in these. Otherwise, what's the point, man? That's true. I think that they're going to have a hardwood field that they'll be playing on and... The other teams will wear cleats, and it'll be really uncomfortable. Did did basketball players actually wear the shoes that they, like, uh, Mm -hmm. sold Mm -hmm. on on, on basketball? I don't know if they, like, wear special shoes to play basketball. I know nothing about basketball. Uh, Yeah, I think now it's, like, high tops to protect your ankles. But, like, Jordan wore Jordans, Chuck Taylor wore Chuck Taylors, etc. Ah, interesting. There you go. Minnesota United FC. There is stadium news, my friend, as we joked about at the beginning of this podcast. Bill McGuire, Dr. Bill McGuire, our owner, he went off to a few different meetings and talked about a few different things. The first piece of news that came out was late last week. They talked about how there was a study being conducted by some students at the University of Minnesota about how to minimize the amount of cars coming to the stadium. Beckham's talked about this with his Miami MLS stadium where they've said that they might not even build parking or want parking. And Bill McGuire says that that's... Uh, kind of the the goal here that's been said before that they want a, maybe half of the number of people coming to to our games to to bike there. Yeah. So there's going to be a study coming. Transit. Yeah. Yeah. T- there's a study coming in March that'll show what basically the ways that the team can encourage people to do that. Can you imagine that being your class project? By the way, you, I, you, I actually I can because I there's a, at our info sessions at the college that I work at a student that I that we talk about did exactly kind of that forecasted light rail ridership for the new green line it's a pretty badass statistics project that she did she earned honors through that very cool i mean that's a way better project than like build a volcano again right you did that in college yeah you bet that was my senior thesis what no (laughs) no i don't know man (laughs) you're kind of stupid so i mean you never know you know just in case just enough just enough to get through. But yeah, um, he did say that he hated San Jose and Columbus's stadiums in separate meetings. Dissed! And they visited the San Jose Stadium recently. Throwing shade! Isn't that the one that has like the biggest open-air bar in yeah. a soccer field in America? That's why he hated it, probably. Maybe it he's, he's more of a cocktail lounge kind of guy. Exactly. Think, than a pub. So That is. So you've been warned, but yes, he did say $120 million won't build what we want. Although they still prominently say on their website that it's $0 of public 
funding. I think what he's trying to kind of say is just underlining the fact that they do want those construction tax cuts mm-hmm. and the property tax credits. That's that's. But I I don't think that's anything to do with asking I for think, money from the government. I it, think like they shoot themselves straight in the foot if they did that. Yeah, I think they're just asking for Prince to show up and foot the bill. Wouldn't that be something? I would let Prince help with the stadium. I, I've said it before. I wouldn't mind if you're named Minnesota Princes United. Fair Danny enough. Cruz, new Prince of the Midway. Yeah. What what's Danny Cruz like, man? Uh, Danny Cruz is twenty six. He's a left footed winger. He um, played for Houston, DCU, Philadelphia, and MLS last Look year. At he was that. You got that list memorized. Yeah. Oh yeah. You, you had it memorized when we talked to him this morning. I've watched Danny Cruz play. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. Your brother's like super excited. Every time his name comes up, I can't help but mention that your brother's super excited. There are two players that Jake is vehemently excited about right now. There's Danny Cruz and there's Will Packwood. Yeah, but Will Packwood's not coming to Minnesota. Not with that attitude, he's not. <laughs> well, that, Danny Cruz, we, we did talk to him this morning. We're going to have a TUF extra with him. It's, he's got some really cool stuff to say about living in Norway, so go, make sure you listen to that. Great interview. Yeah, he's a, he's a good guy to talk to. We'll definitely bring him back sometime. But yeah, so uh, check that out later in the day. We also interviewed Christian Nicht, who is another new signing. Christian Nicht. He told us how to pronounce his name. Nicht. No, we, we literally did also again interview him this morning and we have a TUF extra with him as well. And he did talk about uh talk about that among the other he lobbed some bombs, man. Mm-hmm. He was awesome. Like the first question I asked him, he just like freaking lobs a grenade at Indy. That was yeah. funny, man. Yeah, it was it was pretty much every answer he found a way to say like that's better than indy i sure wasn't going back to indy also i have a great beard that was like every single answer he had so if you if you don't listen to that interview there you go you've been summarized but definitely listen to that interview no yeah do, do that okay. he, we also interviewed brent common brother of brian who as we mentioned we interviewed so he mm-hmm. brian brent, brent also had some really cool things to say yeah. to and us. so I've, I've been updating on twitter some of the jersey number changes so here you go quick venegas switched over to 22 um, which was not retired when Johnny Steele left. I thought that they were going to hang it up in the rafters, but I guess not. They, ha- they have hung it up in, uh, like, every team he's played for. They've been like, no, never again. Like, right. They, they, they retired his name, not the number. They hang it up as a cautionary tale. Right. So he moved to 22, and then Ibsen moved from 8 to 7, which was Venegas's old one. Danny Cruz is wearing 8, which was Ibsen's old jersey number, and neither here nor there, but Christian Nisht is going to be wearing 24. Yeah, and I hear Kevin Bacon will be wearing Christian Nisht old number at Indy, and boom, we are there. Boom. And speaking of six, Brent Coleman is number six. Cool. We did it. Deckel. Deckel Kainan. Did I pronounce that right? Deckel Kainan. Kainan, okay. I think so. You've been in touch with somebody about this. Yeah, I've been talking with somebody from the BBC about this. Um, who, who is he? Who's Deckel? Yeah. Yeah. He's a center back from Israel. He's 31 years old. He has a lot of national team experience. And the the nation kind of recognizes him as their best centered defender right now. He is over 30, but I think... The nation as in the, the liberal publication? Yeah, the nation. Yeah. yeah. The nation is starting out a new soccer magazine. Not to be confused with the national, the, the rock band. Right. Right. right, right. Very different. Right. Um, but yeah, he's a, he's a good aerial threat and is a very aggressive player, so I think he'd be a, a cool fit. My last update that I got, there have been rumors that the talks have fallen apart. That's not true. Um, I, one of the agents within the negotiation has said that 
they're still negotiating some of the finer details, talking to the family, making sure it's something they want to do. So, I mean, hopefully we'll hear in the next week. Maybe we'll hear in October, just in time for Soccer Bowl. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, th- th- this seems like one of those things that's been called a little prematurely like New Hampshire, maybe, but maybe not. Who knows? <laughs> just okay. like New Hampshire. Ian Fuller, man, a new assistant coach for, uh, for Minnesota United. Um, we interviewed him on TF Extra last week, so you, you probably heard that. He's kind of attacking he played with jamie watson he, he enjoys an attacking style he played with jamie watson orlando when he was a player mm-hmm. he's been in a bunch of teams and he saw orlando go up to mls which is a really cool thing he, he's been through a transition before and he knows what to look for in players that they want to keep players that they want to give up and he mentioned pace being one of those things in a, a, the salsa pace right exactly he loves pace also yep yep so uh, he'll be uh the carl craig to carl craig's manny lagos if that made any sense when Carl moved up to the head coach, he needs a new head assistant, and that's going to be Ian. So there you go. So let's head off to Edmonton, shall we? Uh, let's not. Okay. I'm going to go there in August. Tickets right now are really yeah. expensive. That's too bad. I am actually. Well, this go there is main August. travel season for Edmonton, isn't it? In right. scenic February. <laughs> right now, like you know, I'm pretty sure the oil is also frozen over there. But we, I am actually going to go to Edmonton. I'm going to go watch Minnesota United away. I was looking at the schedule to see which away games I could make, and there are precious few that I care to go to this mm-hmm. summer because a few I've already been to. I'm going to go to Indy. Yep. And I was like, it's either between Oklahoma City and Edmonton. Very similar cities. Very similar cities. I completely under why. What? Yeah, I'm giving How are you a those look the two like, you're looking at? Yeah, I, I, because they're they're the only games that are convenient before I start yeah. traveling for work in the fall. All right, so Again. instead you're gonna go meet your papa, papa, papa. Oh, it, hey, don't don't segue me before I make a point. I was just gonna say I have friends in Edmonton. I'm looking forward to seeing them. All right, It'll be fun. Anyway, yeah, they they, they did sign uh, Edmonton did Pape Diakite. He's from Senegal. He's played um, as a center back. He's 23 years old. He's played in Slovakia and Belgium. He's kind of been last three years bouncing between the second and third division uh, in Belgium. And he played for a team, by the way, called KFC Oosterzonen, Oostervik. But KFC. Mm-hmm. Which team decides to put KFC in their name? That sounds stupid. Well, we have a team with Red Bulls and MLS. Oh. Anything goes. Right. So they're just targeting the same 14 to 18 demographic. Isn't that who eats KFC? I don't know. Right. They're basically getting as much fun made of them as like MLS fans make of Real Salt Lake. Belgian third division soccer fans make as much fun as KFC. Yeah, assuming all American teams are named after fast food chains. Yeah. Yep. Lauderdale? Yeah. Great. Lauderdale, Minnesota, right? Population 800 and something. Yeah, one of my favorite suburbs. Fort Lauderdale strikers uh, are going to go to China. They are going to go on a preseason trip. Mr. Ronaldo, uh, who did not lace up for them in the Super Bowl, is actually lacing up to go to China along with his kind of R9 Academies program. They're going to have tryouts there. Yeah, and uh, they're doing a similar thing to what they did in Brazil, where they're going to have tryouts in China, and one dude is going to get a contract. What's with these, like, free contracts? Well, they are starting a Weibo account, which is like China's Twitter. So they might <laughs> basically need someone to like translate to and, run the and, yeah, just run post. the account. yeah, exactly. So th- that's why they're like, like, hmm, this sounds perfect, right? You know, I mean, yes, of course, yes, you can play for us. Just make sure you do the Twitter. Hey, 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 coach, these aren't cleats. This is a phone. What the hell? Well, that's what you play with in America. <laughs> that's my Ronaldo impression. <laughs> That's what it, it sounds like a world-class striker, doesn't it? It does. It does. I mean, that's also what David Beckham sounds like, so there you go. Speaking of world-class, Matthias Carvalho is this 23-year-old forward who they just signed, who came through the Fluminense youth ranks, and 
so so when they first announced that they were going to get a guy with UEFA Champions League experience, I was like, all right, signing up for like Leo Mora the second, like 39 years old, like walks with a cane, has wrinkles on his face, you know, has a face like Donatello Versace, like basically, you know, just old as hell. Mm-hmm. Dude's 23. Mm-hmm. He played, okay, his champ- UEFA Champions League experience is six minutes across two games. <laughs> 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 but but he was he was loaned to AS Monaco for a good long time, and, and and he did end up playing seven games for them, which is pretty good. That's in Liga, by the way, France, b- big four European uh, league. Mm-hmm. So so to see a guy like this come to NAS, even if he hasn't really like played since May, we don't think. Well, it's because Monaco is a talented team. Well, he I think he, he left Monaco at the end, in the spring last year. Hmm. So he hasn't been with them since. So Must I, not have liked the tax-free land. Right? Yeah. Actually, I looked into how to become a citizen of Monaco. Interesting. You need something like $300,000 uh, euros to like pay the fee. That doesn't like, do surprise it. me at all. Yeah, it's some absurdly high number. But you can. If you if you have like assets, you can just do it. Yeah. Tomorrow. What do you think? Um, let, let me let me talk to my accountant and I'll let you know. Good, 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 good. So, so this guy also has a $10 million buyout clause in his contract. Well, <laughs> I think he's going to be here for a while. Shoot for the stars. Exactly. Way to go, buddy. Um, they also signed Dalton. Um, Dalton Maria, who He's uh yeah, he goes by Dalton. He's the under one of the more underappreciated James Bond actors. Thank you. Uh who featured in Live and Let Die, License to Kill. He was recently played a major character in the TV series Chuck. And he was also in Hot Fuzz. He right. was the main villain in Hot Fuzz. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Dalton is uh yeah, I I, I really I think him and the, the guy in that the second Bond, what's his name? Um one who came after Connery, before Connery came back for that one. Is that more? Not no, no. Roger Moore is the worst. Yeah. Worst Bond. Ooh. Yeah, okay. You're not going to find much. It's not like we're going to piss off our Bonds fans by saying that. No, no, no. Roger Moore. I do meet some people who like Roger Moore's like slapstick Bond. That's so stupid. Oh, yeah. Well, you asked uh, Larry, Moe, and Curly. <laughs> That's why they liked him. But seriously, they did sign a guy who goes by a single name, Dalton, who's a 26-year-old defender who also, by the way, has the worst hair in NESL. It's like Justin Bieber took, like, hair steroids. Ooh, so even worse than Chris Tierpak and even worse than Brandon Beresford, the, the fake Ronaldinho? <laughs> is this the worst? Well, well, well Tierpak is now gone, and mm. Beresford hasn't signed yet. So um, th- this dude, no, seriously, man, he looks awful. The guy needs a haircut. Like, I just want to go at him with, like, clippers. Man. Snip, 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 snip on his back. Anyway, uh, he played in the 2009 Brazil Under-20 World Cup squad, which is, again, like uh, this other dude, uh, Carvalho. You're like, ooh, that's really cool. Until you find out that he played for a team in 2012, then he played six games in 2014 in Peru, and nothing since. Hmm. Sounds like a guy who signed for Miami. We'll talk about him in a bit. There's another guy like that. Good for him. At least he's back on the field. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, he he played with Aurelio Sacco Vertiz, who's also the striker's. When he was in Peru in that 2014 uh, Universitario team. And um, I, I think that might have been why they found him. is because his, his buddy said, look, this is a guy I know. So who knows? Who knows what will happen here? True. Um, it looks like they're going to be getting rowdy over in the UK oh, God. over the winter. 
That was terrible. That was I, I don't regret no. it either. Um, yeah, the Tampa Bay Rowdies are going to be doing a preseason tour of the UK, pip, pip, and they're going to be training at St. George's Park, uh, which is a training ground that was opened in 2012. It's the home base for the English national team now, and there are a lot of prestigious teams that have trained. Elite teams. Elite teams that have trained over at St. George's. So we've got Barcelona. We've got Chelsea. We've got Stoya Bucharest. We've got Stoa. Stoa. Stella Artois. We've got uh, Galatasaray. Galatasaray. Galatasaray from Tallahassee. Um, We've got Monaco, which we just talked about. And And another very elite team. The most elite of all, Minnesota United. Yeah, the article actually mentioned it, dude. Like, they they put us in in as an elite team. That was pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, that's that's really cool. It shows range. I think that's probably why. But, yeah, good for them. Um, So, it should be a good area. I think, if I recall, Minnesota liked their experience there. So, it's going to be cool. They're also going to be playing some pretty nifty little games there. They're going to be covering three different leagues of the top four in England. They'll be playing Nottingham Forest from Championship and led by their target forward, Robin Hood. And uh, they'll have Nuts County from League Two, and then they'll be playing Leicester City. The top of the table, Leicester City, which is apparently going to have a mix, uh, a nice wintry mix of the first team and the reserve team. Right. I I think they said all three teams were going to play a mix, which is kind of normal considering that they're in season right now, Mm -hmm. so they can't like put a bunch of, you know, uh, they can't risk their, probably their best players. So Jamie Vardy probably won't have a chance to be racist. Or Mares, yeah, guys. they're probably not going to be out there. They also get a chance to watch two games. Do you think that this is like when, like, the the Blaine U10 teams get to go to United games, and they get introduced, and they run up? They're, so, so <laughs> I could see this. Freddie Adu is holding hands with, like, I don't know, Eden Hazard and walks out on the field and gets to hear the national anthem and gets to keep a penny that has the Chelsea moniker on. <laughs> Tom Heineman brings out the game ball, gets gets to trade like little logo sheets with uh, yeah, <laughs> with Louis that, Van Gaal. That is, that is exactly the point. They will actually be watching two two games. I thought that was so weird that they mentioned that. Um, by the way, who is who is Jeremy Hall? Jeremy Hall wasn't he Sasha's ex boyfriend in Days of Our Lives season five? That's the most average sounding name I think you could <laughs> ever have, Jeremy Hall. Right. He signed with Tampa Bay, though. He did sign with Tampa He also Tampa sounds Bay. like a guy who might be playing at your local Barnes & Noble on his guitar with a story to tell. <laughs> hey, everybody, I'm Jeremy Hall. Well, well, this Jeremy Hall, he's 27. He's a defender who can, uh, quote-unquote, play anywhere on the right-hand side. Um, he's been at MLS with uh, the, the KFC NY, uh, Timbers, Dallas, Toronto, New England. And he was a starter in, in 2013. That's the last time he actually um, consistently started. Mm-hmm. So, by the way... The, Tampa also announced that they got Junior Burgos, who we've been like, where is Junior Burgos? And then the next day, again, Bill Peterson's like, all right, they mentioned it. Go, go, go. Yeah, so he's on loan. It's interesting. They had been negotiating with him, and it looked like they were going to sign him. And Because, of course, when you look at that roster, what do they need the most? Midfielder. An attacking midfielder. 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 You bet. Do you think that, <laughs> we were talking about this with Durkee today, do you think that you're going to see them run with, like, Eight wingers. 
That would be so entertaining. They'll just have, like, nobody defending. Just everybody is, like, attacking, attacking, attacking. It'll just be, like, a tunnel of love. So there'll be eight guys passing it up and down on the sides. And then two guys who are playing both central defense and striker and just sprinting back and forth as they need to. <laughs> That's a top strategy, man. Minnesota United shouldn't have had Ian Fuller. should have just th- hired us. I think that would be considered Sako Jingoism. I love it. Right, right. Well, well, Junior Burgos, he signed to Offuck and uh, loan, who loaned him to Tampa. And Atlanta, apparently... This is a weird thing. They signed him for a year, except they're not going to be playing any games. So you'd think, like, logically, you'd be like, oh, yeah, they signed him to a multi-year deal. He's going to come back for 27. No, they hold an option for next year. Yeah. You can't see my face over the radio, but I'm basically, like, I'm having judgmental look Can right I now. just give you a hat tip, m'lady, and just really compliment you for coming up with Offuck? I think that's one of the coolest things. AUFC? Who the hell didn't come up with Offuck? Yeah. No, good for you. Right. And, and this fits in this situation because that's what Burgos said when he finally signed his contract and looking to find <laughs> details, just, oh, fuck. And so, yeah, he has an option um, that the club can pick up for him to be there in 2017. Well, Burgos' watch is over. Also, so is the first part of our pod. We're going to take a quick break, refresh our cups, and we'll be right back with part two. <laughs> Welcome back to Duffcast. Notch and Jeff with two United fans are here to give you all the rest of the week's latest NESL news. Uh, first thing I want to start with, second part, is Mike Pendleton, whose uh, Twitter handle is at Fat7Deuce, because he's got, a, he's got a 72 car. It's pretty cool. He produced a pretty cool nifty graph showing uh, NASL's attendance compared to uh, the, the bigger Division 2s. And the thing that really surprised me is that our average attendance is 1,300 higher than Liga Ascenso, mm-hmm. MX, second division in Mexico. And it's only 200 fewer than France's second division. Right. And, and it's not like only about 600 fewer than Italy. Yeah. And all of these leagues have like huge teams that were um, relegated just the year before. Or at least teams that have been around for like 100 years. Right. 75. So it's a very well-established league and a right. soccer first nation. Exactly. Yeah. That that's that's super cool, man. Like and it's NASL, it, it just puts things into perspective, basically, yeah. for a league that's been uh, bound with this kind of division two designation. He also had a, another chart that he came out with today, where he was looking at the USL, the NASL, and the MLS's growth over the last five years, and each league is growing notably each year, which is really cool to see. So yeah, yeah, NASL is looking pretty fine as far as attendance. Um, and they're also keeping some of their players that have been around for a while. Just look at Carolina. Yep. Retained two veterans, Connor Tobin and Capone Lobo defenders. Capone Lobo is 37 at the moment, and he's Mr. Railhawk. He was, the interesting thing about him is before he came to Carolina in 2007, he'd been changing teams every year. Now he's stayed there so long. I mean, he's a club legend. Connor Tobin is also extraordinarily well-liked there, just like he was over here. So so no no surprise at all. They'll also, the Railhawks are going to host a Liga MX team, Toluca FC. March uh, 26th, mark your calendars. Yep. So that's only like a week before the season starts, right? Yeah. yeah. So cool. nothing better than facing high-level opposition going in, man. Getting that hype up, maybe. Yeah, smart, smart play. Yep. So now we're going to talk about the San Rio Scorpions OKC Viacano. Right, exactly. Uh, Rio is basically, they just... Uh, the day that they were announced, they probably called everyone in San Antonio when they heard San Antonio was going down. Be like, "Hey guys, uh, just if you need if you need a place to crash, 
Uh, we're, we're here. We have you a know, couple we, futons. We, we got we got your back. Uh, you know, clean towels. It's cool. Just bring some hams. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so so Marcina is assembling a a mix. You know, we've heard of Billy Forbes. We've heard of a couple of others. And uh, Marvin Chavez, former Scorpion from last year, and the Hispanic World Cup veteran. They announced that big event on Thursday where you were like, "No way, it can be Chavez. It's it's gonna be someone bigger." And I was like, "Nah, this is this is Marvin Chavez, dude." You're right. You yep. called it. Yep, he he just he he's 32. He's a winger. He, he scored four goals to San Antonio last year. The first one was really cool. Omar Cummings gives him this uh, kind of short cross, and then he kind of steadies the ball, turns around, and knocks it long range past Pickens. It was a really good goal. So um, could do could do could do nice things. Yeah, and I mean he and Forbes were on the field together once in a while. They criminally underutilized Forbes last year, in my opinion, and yours too. I'm guessing. So. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they can do. I'm glad that they're getting the band back together. They also signed probably my favorite signing of the offseason. I just... It's t- one on my favorite. Yeah, uh, this so signing far. is one on a million. Right, right. Yeah. It, it is a one on being, though, because, you know... That's true. And I'm really hoping that he's going to be able to get to know his team so they can be comfortable with one another out on the field. <laughs> His name's Juanan, as you might have guessed so far, and we had a lot of fun on Twitter with this. He's 28, he's a center back, he's uh, played in Spain and Germany, and he was actually a starter for Real Madrid too, so not so bad. Although although maybe now looking at these attendance figures, I'm not so impressed with uh, Liga Adelante. Uh, <laughs> Liga al dente. <laughs> which is when you, you take them off the field after eight minutes, so they're just a little <laughs> tough still. Yeah. Um, he also played 15 uh, Bundesliga matches with O Fortuna Dusseldorf yeah. in 2012-2013. Th- it's a very dramatically themed team. Uh, coming from uh, the Segunda Division, that's where he was in um, in Spain again. So he he's uh, not had regular minutes um, for, for a little while. He, he was struggling with that in the Segunda Division. When he came back, he managed to become a starter again. So he's coming in fresh, basically, uh, in terms of seeing playing time. Wait, that came out completely wrong. I mean, like, he's he's not been sitting on the bench wallowing. He's coming as someone who's experienced, of course, but also someone who's been seeing action. So he's ready to kind of apply himself. Yeah, and I mean, he's 28. He's in his prime. This is right when center backs are really hitting their stride. So we'll see. I mean, I haven't... I, I didn't get to watch much footage or any footage, for that matter, of him. So I'll be curious to see what he brings... Um, to that team this year. They signed another defender, another couple defenders, actually. 21-year-old Hugo Rhodes, um, who's a four-year starter for the University of Portland. Mm-hmm. Um, he has no Wikipedia page, so I'm sorry I won't be able to tell you about his personal life and how many brothers he has, but he did get into SportsCenter's top 10 with a pretty awesome long-range goal. Yeah, just knocked the ball straight into the top right corner from outside of the box once. Pretty, pretty, pretty cool. I think it was in 2013. They also signed Ian Schwantischen. Schwansteiger. <laughs> Schwansteiger. Ian Schwantischen, who's a, who's a 22-year-old defender from the University of Alabama, Birmingham. Mm-hmm. He's 6'6", uh, 210 pounds, regular starter all four years as well. Uh, originally from Orlando, Florida. And again, with both these guys, two young dudes just out of college. A guy like Juanan can probably give them a little bit of advice. They, a little one-on-one training. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> uh, well done. Well done. Keep going all season. I'm sorry, tough cast listeners. Yeah, we're we're gonna do that every time he does something fun. Uh, Daniel Fernandez, another another Scorpion uh, goalkeeper, the guy who came in midseason last year to the Scorpions, 
managed to become their starter by the end of the year. He's now at Rio as well. Pretty solid pickup, man. He wasn't he wasn't terrible when I when I watched him. Not as bad as Sattler was last year. Mm-hmm. And um he's had some time in, in Belgium with Twente. And um two caps with Portugal's men's national team. Like the main team. This isn't the U seventeens and like, oh this is like the beginning to or, yeah, this is the beginning of the Cristiano Ronaldo days with Portugal. This right. is like Luis Figo and all those guys. So pretty cool. Yeah. He had two caps with them then. So maybe at their camp cupcake, whatever they call that in Portugal. Um, they had their first ever training today, as you're listening to this, which is on Tuesday the 9th. They had a post-training selfie. Yeah, as you need to. Of um, course. You had a selfie taken today at United Training. Right. By yourself. Right. I mean, it's a selfie. So you took the selfie. But right. Then right. I took a picture of you punching a flag. Um, let's see. They They named their support group. <laughs> no, 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 no. This was like, oh, okay, you're drinking the Kool-Aid, man, on, on Reddit. Reddit was like, oh, Ryo, oh, official oh, supporters group. Oh, Is that Reddit name, voice? Inorganic, yeah. Okay. That's my, that's my Redditor voice. And what they said was on Facebook, they basically said, we have our first official supporters group. And the official, they meant like, uh, it's like me saying like, I have officially made this happen basically me saying like it's it's a word that you use they didn't organize these guys they call it red army from all i can tell they are independent so. yeah so it's not like sponsored by the you're team. right i wouldn't okay. throw shade on them is all i'm saying cool no and then you've got to have at least one you know it's important too so that's cool to see too you're, you're finally it's gone from seeing protests in spain to seeing people actually like supporting the club domestically so that's cool to see too um they also had some photos where you saw some of their kits um who they got doing their kits Calme. Calme. I have no idea, do you? No. That, okay. We, All right. We'll, we'll go do our research on uh, Calme. We actually did some research. Announced. We did some follow-up on some really important things. We we touched the ball. We, the we, Under Armour ball, we, yeah. We, we looked at the Under Armour ball, and uh, they offered that I could try to kick around with it, but I was wearing dress shoes, and like Daniel Mendez was right there. And I'm like, I'm not going to try to kick a ball in front of Daniel Mendez. So I just dribbled it around a bit and touched it. it it's really light. It's a very light ball, and it's going to fly. I think it's going to be really interesting to see how it goes. I think it's going to have a lot of weird bounces. Yeah, we, we talked to one guy who doesn't like it. Yeah, one uh, of the... Most of the guys we've talked to so far do like it, but uh, one of the guys... The doesn't. players have all been saying, like, yeah, yeah, it's a good ball. We'll just get used to it, stuff like yeah. that. Um, and obviously, it'll handle differently on grass than turf. But we do not know anything about Kelme kits. So, yeah, we, sorry. We, we, we'll find out. We'll, so, have, we'll ask that our OKC Hey, hey Kelme, if, if you want to send us uh, one of your kits, we can review it here on Toughcast. There you go. Uh, Lance Parker, by the way, who's a goalkeeper that played, I believe, last for Edmonton. He is in some of these photographs. He's also the Calvin Klein underwear model. <laughs> was an NASL player. Uh, they also had Joel Lindperry, who was with, I think, New York Red Bulls last. Red Bulls. He played with the Fire before that. Yeah, he's a another like winger. Yeah, so so these are the two guys who weren't announced that people could recognize who were in these Ryo OKC photos. Jacksonville, they signed Matt Fondy. Yeah, the curious case of Matt Fondy. Um, I don't know what to make of him, man. Uh, I'd seen him in 2013-14. He played with Chivas in Chicago in MLS and in 16 games had zero goals um, on admittedly two of the worst teams from 13-14. So it's not like he had a ton of attacking help, but still... Um, during one of those years, actually in Chicago, was the year Mike McGee won the MVP. So it's not like it was all bad. Um, he's six foot one. He's only twenty six still. He's uh, a big, strong guy, kind of the Tom Heineman build, if you will. Uh, speed won't be his forte, but he'll be able to knock out your centered defenders and a one on one matchup. 
<laughs> he kind of looks like Graham Zussi, by the way. He's got that same hair and like facial structure mm-hmm. as uh, Graham Zussi. The reason he was signed, I know that you're pretty underwhelmed by his MLS catalog. However, in his one season in USL, um, he won the Golden Boot and the MVP, and he scored 22 goals in 28 games, which is a record for the USL. So having gone from scoring zero goals in two years to 22 goals in one year, in theory, he's going to average to score, like, what, 11? (laughs) If he's going to split the difference there? Who knows? An interesting player to watch, certainly, for Jacksonville. Yeah, totally, totally. Let's let's keep moving along to our friends in Ottawa, uh, who signed... (laughs) They first they signed Johnny Steele, who Minnesota fans are like, you guys did what? Mm Mm-hmm. And then they announced uh, Mozzie Jurio. <laughs> um, okay, so so Mozzie came in in 2014, the start of 2014, to play with Minnesota United. He's 26 at the moment. Anyway, when he, when he came to Minnesota, we were all like, huh, this is interesting. Dude is, uh, I played with FC Tampa Bay in the past. He'd gone and had like one game with Fleetwood Town. And then he came to Minnesota and we're like, okay, this is, this is intriguing. And then some guys watched him in a preseason game and he basically... Ran slower than the little mouse that was on the side of the pitch. Yeah, I heard that when he was at uh, Fleetwood Town, by the way, that uh, Stevie Nicks and Lindsey Buckingham didn't really like him, so they kicked him out. <laughs> but those are just rumors. For those of you who are over the age of 40 there. Um, but, uh, yeah, Mozzie then w- was pretty much, by the by like September, he was gone from Minnesota United, having played zero games. I think he played with the reserves a bunch. And then he sued us. Like, halfway through 2015, it came out that he'd sued the team, saying, like, I was a short playing time, and then they didn't play me at all. And we don't know what's happened to the lawsuit. It could still be pending. We have no idea. Uh, but now he's in Ottawa. Uh, wonder if he'll sue them, too, if Canadian law will allow him. He'd have two concurrent lawsuits in two countries uh, with teams. Um, Wasn't yeah. Mozzie the name of, like, those language tapes where it was, like, a giant cartoon bear who was like, <laughs> oh, that's Muzzy. That's Muzzy. Yeah, never mind. Although he did play with the Aztecs last year, right? Yeah, 11 games with the Austin Aztecs. So. At least he's getting a run out in USL. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. Andrew McRae. Yeah. Uh, 25-year-old Canadian goalkeeper. He trained with the team last year, so he'd been at most of their training. I think the last four months I read, he was there at practice every single day, so now he's offered a contract, which is pretty cool. Um, he was the assistant goalie coach, actually, from 2014 to 2015 with the Acadia University team. Isn't that like an online university? See, I thought so, but I also thought that about Long Island, and I was proven wrong. And Florida International. So, who knows? They're all in online now. <laughs> Sky's the limit, man. 21st century. I, I just want to point out, by the way, this is ridiculous, man. John Smith was still with the team at that time. They're bringing other goalkeepers to trial with them or, like, play with them. I, it's just... We still haven't heard where John Smith is going. I, I checked, I think, sometime last week, and I still hadn't seen any, any news from our former NASL Golden Glove from 2014. <laughs> that's kind of ridiculous by the way speaking of goalkeepers today we saw uh at minnesota united there was still a guy named perez who was um uh, orange county blues goalkeeper last year i think his name is aaron perez he's still there trialing hmm. with the team so so he might maybe stick around as our third backup after nished mm-hmm. and jock so we never know never know yep they um ottawa also announced their preseason schedule so there's no leicester city but they will be playing against their uh, PLSQ side, which is their reserve side. They'll be playing against Toronto FC 2, Indy 11, the RSL Academy, the Rochester Rhinos, and FC Montreal, which is the Impact second. Do you have to announce a game with your reserve side? Or do you just don't you just say, like, okay, Academy guys, show up at this time every day and we're going to play you? 
Isn't that something that's like you should be doing on a regular basis? You you would think, especially in the preseason. Right. Right. Which, by the way, their first training camp is on the 15th. For a team that's doing this much of an overhaul, doesn't that seem kind of late? I, th- I think so. I'm, I'm trying to think like who I've seen so far training. I think most of everybody so far I've seen. Uh, Ohio started twi- to Twitter yeah. pictures. Yeah, Puerto Rico doesn't have a player officially. So. Right. It's it's just uh, Adrian Whitbread uh, running around on his own and like playing basketball with Carmelo Anthony. It's it's really sad. It's like uh, one of those scenes in those movies where the kid's growing up by himself and he's throwing a baseball to no one and then chases All after it, picks it up. He's just kicking a soccer ball by himself on a field and. The sun setting, uh, and then and then and then his friend comes up. They toss a coin, and then they start asking who's on each team, and then they choose like Oliver Kahn, and Oliver Kahn's there. Beckenbauer, Beckenbauer walks up. Yeah. Beckham. That that's what's happening in Puerto Rico right now. Why aren't we over there? We could be living uh, Jose Plus Eleven. It's because we need sponsors. Right now. We need sponsors we need to be sponsors. able to fly us out to Puerto Rico. We do. We do. But uh, what I want to do later in my life, though, is retire in Miami like we do every episode. Every episode. This is my new favorite tradition on the episode, by the way. So let's retire in Miami. Yep. What's what new? did Miami FC do? This uh, they signed Arelton, who is a 32-year-old center back from Brazil. At this point, I think the whole country of Brazil is playing in the NASL at the moment. Yeah, who's left? I, I don't know. I can't think of a single Brazilian footballer. Ronaldinho, but he's at like a, a club in Tijuana somewhere probably right now. <laughs> probably. Um, and not a soccer club either. Um, yeah, he he, uh, he last played with Chicago Fire last Adelton year. Adelton did. Adelton, thank you. Uh, he played 19 games. He actually had a, a goal, um, which if I remember right was like a stoppage time. Oh my God, a goal. Right, for a defender. So there you go. Um, he played in Brazil. He played in Switzerland, and that's where he spent majority. Yep, that's where he spent most of his career, and he also played with Santos um, in Brazil. So some notable teams there, so that's pretty cool. They also signed uh, Sergio Van Canten, who's from southern Florida, with a name like that. Yeah, you know, it's like the guy named, uh, who is it, from like Finland, who it sounds like has a Brazilian name. I don't don't know. For Lauderdale. All right, anyway. There are a couple of guys who have Japanese names who come out of Peru, for example. Like, there's a sizable Japanese community there. And there's, of course, all the Germans from Argentina, but we won't talk about why. (laughs) They won't talk about it either. Um, So, yeah, Sergio Van Canten from Southern Florida is a 31-year-old midfielder um, who was part of Miami-Dade FC last year in the APSL. By the Um, way, I think in in NASL history books in decades to come, they're going to gloss over what happened to Ottawa Fury this year. It's just so genocidal, so horrible. Mason Trafford, who until mid-January was being tweeted about as like a as like a guy who's in um Ottawa, he got traded. Miami got him. Mm-hmm. That's ridiculous, man. Who I And he's a he's a Canadian defender. So it's like of course he you would think that they try to keep him. Right. You know? That's just, I mean, that's just insane to me. Like, everybody who uh, you, you could really think of as Ottawa players, like maybe Julian de Guzman and a couple others, they're all gone. Mm-hmm. What What is Ottawa going to do this year? I'm really curious. That's, uh, we've been talking about it for months now, but that yeah. is, uh, yeah, that that is Man, tough to it, see. It's tough to see. Yeah. You know, just, I'm, yes, we lost to them in the playoffs, but... You want competition. Right. You want every team in the NASL to be competitive, and you want it to be uh-huh. a tough season. You don't want doormats. And I'm not saying that they're necessarily going to finish 12th, but they lost so much talent and a head coach and their academy director all in one swoop. So 
or all in one swope, I guess, because he's off at Swope Park Rangers. So you're welcome. Um, what you know, the the infrastructure Seriously. is so raw. Right. I, I'm very curious to see what's going to happen. At this point, I wouldn't be surprised if, like, on April 2nd, they're just like, we're just moving Ottawa to, like, Birmingham. <laughs> just taking the whole team. We've taken the, the players now already. Now it's just time to move everybody else. But, yeah, so Mason Drafford is at Miami FC now. He's got a Canadian national team cap. He's played at some cool teams like Whitecaps. He's played in Finland, China, of course, with the Fury last year. So, um Tough, tough loss to the Fury. Great, great signing for for Miami. No surprise why a defender would go play with Nesta. No, so, none whatsoever. Well, we are we are at at risk of uh, being turned off if we haven't already by everyone who's hung on this long, this really long pod. So we sh- we should end it right here, Jeff. Where can they find you on Twitter, Jeff? You can find me on Twitter at j e f f r u e t e r. I am at Lockstock Spock. If you'd like to find me my personal account if you'd like to find the two united fans account on twitter it's at two united fans tweet us your feedback tell us what you think and and read us on itunes if, and stitcher if you get a chance because uh these services they they like their ratings so we, we'd appreciate that but uh love to hear back from you on on what you think of this episode thanks so much for listening to duffcast everybody this is notch this is jeff signing off goodbye